Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up, everyone? It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Today, we're joined by Ronan and Oren Levy. Now, last week, you may have seen some headlines about a CBD business that had their hemp confiscated by the NYPD because they thought it was marijuana. So we're going to be speaking with those business owners in a few minutes. But first, we do have to get into a little bit of Cannabis Legalization News. So what's going on this week, Miggy and Tom? Hey, I started my show with gum in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? Uh, well, there was a, there's a step up in Illinois to help uh, reduce the, uh, you know, you know. have you ever heard of Tobacco 21? No. Okay, Tobacco 21 is a law that's kind of sweeping across the United States, and it has raised the smoking and or vaping uh, age uh, to 21 from 18. And so some people that have medical cannabis uh, are between the ages of 18 and 21, and they have been forced to go on to edibles for the past couple of months. And uh, now there's a step in front of the Illinois House to repeal that aspect of uh, uh, Tobacco 21 so that uh, medical patients can buy flour and, oh. uh, and vape pens again. But they won't, they won't be able to buy vape or cigarettes outside, you know, like, but yeah. they go and use their medical card. Uh, they'd be able to uh, get flour or vapes. And then also, one of the cool things that's on that stip as well, so you know, support it, it's going around the, uh, the Facebook uh, and the internets. Uh, but so did you know that in Illinois, there's a database so that when you get pulled over, the, the cop knows that you have a medical card? No, that's a great. What, like, but automatically a database. Yeah, it's like it's part of the squad scamads. I think is what they called it. The Blues Brothers, right? The state, county, municipal data registration system. Yeah. So uh, it was in there, and it would show that you had your uh, medical card. So they basically, because of how cannabis stays in your system for so long, you just, you just, you know, a sitting duck if they wanted to screw with you. You know. Well, it's funny that um, you guys actually have a database. Um, we didn't have one here in Washington. It was uh, go to a different doctor. You know, you hope whatever person you chose. They did try to do uh, uh, database verification where you show them the ID. They'll go onto the doctor's website, type in your ID number, and then it pop. But that was like it wasn't uniform. 
Wow. And, I, and I think that was a big issue for us, our family, when it came to our medical versus recreational. We just weren't uniform for the infrastructure as far as that went to like patient verifications and even the regulation of the plant itself. You know, I, I, I preach lab regulation is plant regulation, you know, so yeah. but we didn't, they didn't even do that. There was no mandatory shit like that, which. Oh, wow. Kind of made it look bad for us. I yeah, think. you guys need regulation. That's one of the things that I was just writing about. And uh, I got a, an article coming out for the uh, American Bar Association, uh, uh, the ABA, their Young yeah. Lawyers publication. So, um, And it had to do with the diversity of cannabis laws all over the United States. And I blamed the um, uh, ballot initiative process for states like yours, where it's kind of forcing the legislature to go ahead and enact something, even if they don't want to do it. And when that happens, they kind of like, like, oh, fine, I'll do And they just forget to do things. But like when Illinois, you know, became the first state to pass it legislatively, they really have to think through how this law is going to become effective. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, is one of the reasons why there might be more chicanery out west than there's going to be in Illinois. Well, even your Illinois program, I mean, they, they try to establish the infrastructure, you know, whereas was right. it Vermont, where it's just like, OK, we're going to legalize it medically or whatever, but uh, we're not going to have an infrastructure. Which, you know, that's as human beings, we always have our work around and figure out ways to do things like, you know, you buy a $20 sticker in D.C. and you get yeah. it. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the thing. If you don't have sensible regulation, you're asking for loopholes or black markets. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just kind of like what we got going on right now, right, with the CBD and the hemp. Uh, if we would have had that, like we talked about with Farmer Tom, you oh. know, if we established that different baseline, you know, oh, that's like one of the guys. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the guys that I've been trying to get on the show. And I emailed him a few months ago and he did express some interest because of. Of course, my, my subscription to Terpenes and Testing Magazine, if you haven't gotten that yet, I really recommend it because on the back, you also get a subscription to Extraction Magazine. Oh. And so uh, it's Dr. Ethan Russo and his oh, wow. thing is about the, um, not uh, yeah, I guess it would be chemovars. And so the chemovars yeah. regarding the actual ratios of the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant and regulating the definition of hemp as that. And so like hemp would be type three cannabis, which is that 20 to one ratio. Mm. And then type two cannabis is usually in between where it's about a one to one or a couple of percents, you know, beyond the 50 50 split of THC CBD. And then, of course, you have type one cannabis, which is basically pure THC. Yeah. And then you could regulate it that way and just say, oh, no, this is clearly type three uh, cannabis, because when when you get like these gas chromatograph tests or these other tests that are trying to test for that 0.3 percent level, you know, they'll go right over. So like what happens if you're doing a test and it gets like that and it's totally smokes that 0.3% level, but the second bump uh, on the gas chromatograph shows that, oh, it's, yeah, it's 0.6% THC, but 20% CBD, you know, it's like, well, that, what were they growing this for? They clearly weren't growing this to get you high. And, yeah. and is that a defense? No, it's not right now. It's so it's Captain Cuckoo Bananas out there, but the uh, comment period is still open with the USDA. So now, now it's not a defense, just kind of like medical isn't a defense, right? It's more of an affirmative defense, right? Where it's like, I didn't intend to break the law, but because I've met these guidelines. But if we were to just have a base, you know, marijuana light versus marijuana, marijuana good time versus marijuana feeling better right. for my back. That's, you know, that we have to get people used to this idea of like uh, alcohol, 6% or, or, yeah. or light or light alcohol versus or even like apple juice versus cider. You know, people just can't wrap their hands around the same fucking thing. Well, they, they can't because 
they weren't allowed to wrap their head around it. You know, it was uh, anything was bad. It's like the way they defined it, like all use is abuse. So like yeah. there is no bright line or there is no understanding. It's just keep this away from us. It's bad for you. Or at least it's illegal and it'll get you in trouble. So stop. Uh, and that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. What we do, though, man, it's an education. It's an awareness. It's like here we are, two professionals that right. uh, consumers of both the THC and the CBDs and the CBGs and anything else that's in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we're we're just normal citizens, you know. And you know, they villainize us, and that's the biggest reason why I constantly can't not stop fighting prohibition or at least voicing about it is because. People who try to sway arguments that like marijuana legalization is the worst thing that happened, essentially is saying it's still okay for you to go to jail. They're saying essentially it's still okay for me to be locked up, taken away from my family. No. I I mean, I've done some shitty things, but nothing worth putting me in jail, bro. I'm serious. Yeah, Yeah, I've done done things that I'm not proud of, but very few of them regard marijuana's usage. Very few of them. Uh, And so there's that. But hey, you know what I'm really stoked about in uh, cannabis news here? Uh, Which one? Sunday, we're gonna have tuna on, dude. I'm a little, yeah, dude. Robert Platshorn, Robert Platshorn, everybody. Tune in Sunday. We're gonna have uh, the Silver Tuna come on and talk to us about how Florida's going and his story about being a POW. Yeah, how long was he in for? Like twenty some odd years. Uh, He was in there for decades, and I really hope that our guest is not going to be in there at all because we were just talking about hemp and how it's legal and. The problem is the cops are still living in the past and they're still arresting and busting. And it's all about, look what I did. I've, I've stopped this crime magically, you know? Yeah, no, it's a, and that, again, it's why I keep bitching. We give too much power to this judicial side of things right now. Um, it's easier to put me in jail than it is to, uh, hell, these guys are losing money now, you know, yeah. as this product sits. That's right. And then so their businesses are being jeopardized. These are legitimate lawful businesses that are selling a legal product to people that that they prefer over Advil, over Xanax, you know, over cigarettes uh, for something that they can smoke and get relief from. And and they even have their permits. I mean, that's the weird thing. And again, this is a thing that's never killed anybody. I just watched a commercial this morning for asthma medicine because I'm an asthmatic and it said something about uh can cause and it was one of those things that can kill you and i'm like really all you have to do is just say it can do that and that's now we're okay well marijuana can give you uh, munchies so now can oh, we no. just get people out of jail <laughs> you know? right look doesn't make any sense but you know there's a lot of confusion that we're gonna get into right now and i think we should probably bring them on if they're ready yes you know hey lauren can you uh introduce the guest please yeah, Ronan and Oren, what's going on? Hey, how are you? What's going on? Can you tell us a little bit about what happened last uh, week with you guys? Sure. Give me one second. Let me get this chair. Yeah, get this situation. We're going to be here for another 45 minutes or so. And have my brother move out the way. So, <laughs> so uh, about a week and a half ago, I, I, my name is John or Oren, whichever one you want to call me. I own Green Angel CBD. I've been in business for about six years already. I, I own a few different natural medicine companies where I get people off of drugs, opioids, uh, hard drugs. So about, uh, I think it was last week, a week and a half ago, I placed an order from a licensed farm in Vermont that I've been dealing with for a while. And uh, it was 106 pounds of hemp, which is 100% legal. They showed me the labs. Uh, sent them the money. They ship it as FedEx as normally. Uh, FedEx all of a sudden has a hard on and goes to the Vermont police uh, and tells them this product, uh, we believe it's marijuana. Uh, the Vermont police is 
really good police station. They opened up, they opened up the boxes, all our lab work, all the Department of Agriculture license was in there. Uh, everything required by law was in each box. There was nine boxes, nine sets of papers, right? Uh, Vermont PD did what they got to do. They did police work and they opened it up. They looked at the labs. They called the farm. They, they I guess, looked at the Department of Agriculture licenses and they told FedEx, uh, it's 100% legal. What do you want from us? Either deliver it back to the farm, leave it here, or ship it to the receiver. Uh, I guess FedEx driver was not happy with that answer. Uh, and somehow they, they turned it into the NYPD without telling them it was already seized and cleared. Uh, yeah, the NYPD got it involved because you guys are from New York, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I couldn't tell. Like you I know, right? I sound like you're from Ken. Can I tell yeah. my, my accent? No, no, I've never been to New York. I'm not sure what they sound like. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? No, yo. <laughs> well, that's that's terrible. Uh, now you didn't have any say about using FedEx. No, we we used them before. They know what they're getting from the farm. They go to a farm. It says Fox Hollow Farm. It's it's there. There's right. no secrets. If they wanted to turn it away, they should have been like, you know what? We don't want to ship it. They knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. And then before, like when we were getting ready to put you on the show, we actually pulled up FedEx's, uh, it's it's their terms and conditions. And then if I zoom in more, maybe you can see more of it. It's right there under prohibited substances. It's right under marijuana. And then it says hemp plants right there. So uh, don't do that. But if you're looking for a shipper, UPS says yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, like, we at least can tell everybody that's out there, avoid FedEx. Yeah, well, yeah. stay away from them. So I I received a phone. My brother first received a phone call, excuse me, by the Vermont police stating we seized your shipment. But we checked out all the paperwork and everything clears up. It should be on its way to you. Uh, then I still see on the FedEx tracking, like, your, your package is still seized. And I'm like, what the, what, what's going on? So we call up the farm and they said, all right, uh, 75th precinct has it. We, we call up 75th precinct. Uh, we spoke to an officer Greenwich and uh, he's like, oh, we have your shipment. I says, yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, uh, you feel free to open up the boxes. All the paperwork is inside. Uh, he said, all right, who's the sender? I told him who the sender was. Um, give me one second, the dog's barking. Oh, good. Uh, all right. Hey, I one question I had. Did you oh, include or did the farm include a uh, notice to law enforcement? Because that's one thing that I'll do is I'll I'll even put in a notice to law enforcement on mine and oh, I'll like cite everything on the farm bill and then the the post office very recently just updated their uh, terms and conditions after the you know the the farm bill became law last year. So do you guys include like a notice to law enforcement? Absolutely. Great. I even give them like I I put it for me because I'm a lawyer and then I give them like my phone number and so like I've had UPS call. Welcome back, Mickey. And, and it's you guys aren't alone in your um, harassment by law enforcement. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I just got, I just got out of a serious operation two days before this whole mess happened. And uh, I really couldn't go. So my brother was helping me out in my business. And I called him. I said, Ronan, uh, this, before that, the, 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 the officer Greenwich called me back, told me all your paperwork checked out. Everything's legit. We spoke at the farm. We emailed the farm. Everything's kosher. You can come pick it up. Uh, I went through a serious surgery about two days before this whole thing happened. I was still bedridden. So I, I told uh, my brother, I said, uh, can you go pick it up? Can you do me a favor? I, I can't work right now. Like I couldn't pick up anything. Uh, my brother said, you sure? I said, yeah, they cleared everything. They told me everything was kosher. I said, everything should be great. We have all legal documents. And then 
they'll take the story over from there what happened after and uh well, well saturday morning it, it was just a regular morning for me i woke up uh, and i did get a phone call from the police department from vermont which is uh, unusual because i don't get phone calls like that and they told me uh that your package was uh delivered to us from fedex and we checked everything out and we wanted to make sure that everything was uh, okay because it was addressed to my name and to my address being that my brother had uh, surgery. So there was no reason for him, for the packages to go to his house. Uh, and also my mom was in Israel uh, burying her brother. He passed away just a week prior to this happening as well. So it's, oh my really, God. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really not the best of luck for our family. Um, so any case, so the, the, the police department in Vermont, they were very good. They were very nice people. Uh, I, I told him what, what was inside the contents, inside the packages, and he, uh, he verified everything was okay and just wanted to make sure that nobody was using, give me one second. Sure. Nobody's using my name and my business to ship these products. Mm. So I, I contacted my brother to let him know what was the situation. And, um, he said, yeah, I know. And okay. So a couple of hours, just, uh, you know, passed by and I got a phone call from, the 75th precinct stating the same same type of scenario as the Vermont Police Department. So, you know, on the, my assumption, I, I had nothing to feel uh, scared or anything, but I did have in the back of my mind, you know, why did I get called by two police departments instead of just having the packet brought over when it was released already? Yeah. So it, was, it doesn't uh, sound like entrapment at all. Yeah. Hey, we got the stuff. <laughs> no, come over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that being said, so the, the package came to Brooklyn and then I got the, you know, the, the phone call from the police department. Hey, we're going to leave you. How are you? We got your package. Uh, everything is kosher. You can come down, pick it up, um, you know, and we'll see you in a little bit. Just try to get it before seven, <laughs> which sounded also a little bit suspicious. But I had nothing to fear because everything we did is legal. So yeah. I picked up uh, I picked up the phone. I told them, OK, sir, I'll be there very shortly. I just got to get myself situated. I got my friend, I hopped in my van, and I drove to the precinct. Uh, I was, uh, two officers uh, met me at the door, which was Greenwich and a plain clothes detective who pretty much is staying out of the limelight for some reason, but we'll get to him shortly. Um, I forgot his name, but we'll get to him. Uh, he was very, he was the one who actually pushed this arrest. And, you know, he looked like he was the ringleader of the, of the bunch. Um, so they, Brought me upstairs. Well, actually, they took my driver's license and uh, said, uh, "Okay, let's see what's uh, everything is good." They escorted me upstairs to a room and sat me down, um, and told me they're going to record me. And right there and then, I already knew uh, things weren't going. How did you feel? Yeah. How did you feel when they said they were going to record you? Um, the first thing that came out of my mind is uh, the first thing I was really shocked. Uh, you know, I'm. Like I said, I I've, I've, I don't get myself into trouble. I, I like being free. Yeah. A, a, a clean air is great, let me tell you. After 33 hours in that jail cell. Um, three hours? Yeah, 33 hours. Uh, I spent about 12 hours in the precinct, a, a little less than 12 hours in the precinct, and then they, they transferred me about 2 o'clock in the morning to Central Booking. And then it was just from 2, two o'clock up until about 8 o'clock. I didn't leave. Uh, I didn't get out of Central Booking. Anyway, what is central back. booking? I'm a I'm a business lawyer. Know nothing of crime. Central booking. Um, so first you go through the precinct. They take your your fingerprints. Uh, I don't know exactly what they do. They leave you there for twelve hours. Um, How did you feel? Like you you just were coming to pick up your your stuff. I mean, like your business. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I felt uh, I felt violated. Yeah. I felt uh, I felt scared. Um, uh, I texted my brother. And I'm like, I'm getting arrested. Wow. And he's like, No, you're not. And I'm like, Yeah. And the, the plainclothes officer, the detective, shut my told me to shut my phone. Oh shit. House on me. And uh, and I'm bad with anxieties and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you you do own a CBD business. You may have an issue with anxiety, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, you know, I was I was I was sweating. I was clammy. Um, yeah. I, even doing these shows, I get sweaty and I get clammy. Um, sure. So uh, uh, I was freezing. I was only wearing a t-shirt. Uh, I wasn't. Oh, fuck. Yes, I wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't think I was getting arrested, so I didn't come prepared to to dress. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. For freezing weather. Um, it's freezing, guys. It's freezing in jail. Let me tell you. Yeah. If anybody ever decides that you want to get arrested, please dress appropriately. It is the forever plan to get arrested. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. If you plan to like do the law, you can get locked up. Yeah, if you don't plan on it, I guess you got nothing to worry about. But if you ever plan to bring fucking clothes. Um also bring a lot of sanitizer. It's filthy. Yeah, well, it's been clear. That 33 hours you spent was 33 hours of non-comfort. It's 33 hours of, uh, uh, like, thin blankets, hard fucking what, what, benches. Blankets? Oh, shit. No blankets? Blankets. Everyone, did, did, did they have food, or was food only served on every other Sunday? Um, so so that's that's a good that's a good thing. Um, so we the guys that were in there, uh, you know, they, they saw that I wasn't comfortable being in there. Um, so they, they helped a lot of the guys helped me out. So, but in, in the precinct itself, uh, the officer did bring me a bottle of water. He was very nice about it. You know, thank God. Um, I wasn't well, why I lock you up for yeah. felony yeah. charges that are not real. Yeah. And so, I don't your product. The charges. I mean, it, that's terrible. That experience that you had. And then it gets kind of worse. Cause like, did you know the charges when you're sitting there in central booking or when did you find out about them? They don't, you don't have any type of information. You're left in the dark. Um, the, the, it's, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, they're almost trained to say the same thing all over. Uh, it's an ongoing investigation. Uh, we can't comment. Uh, your, your case, uh, your papers are being uh, worked on. Uh, it's not ready. Um, and so on and so forth. And as you were talking about before the food, let me just get back to the food. So, um, they did serve you a uh, uh, whole wheat bread and, and some type of cheese. I didn't know what it was. You get two of them in a bag. Oh. And the people told me, uh, you don't want to eat that stuff. Actually use it as a pillow. And I took oh. three bags. Uh, two of them I used as a pillow. One I put on my hip so my hip doesn't hurt when I sleep on the floor or whatnot. Um, they gave you dry cereal, um, which actually tasted very good. Um, after 33 hours. And after 33 hours, yeah. Anything would have tasted good. You were starving. Oh, my yeah. God. And the water, I did not touch. Um, I'm embarrassed to say that I actually drank a sip of the water that uh, the Central Booking gave me, and it gave me the runs. Oh, wow. And the one thing in the world that you don't want to get is the runs in Central Booking because oh, part of the recent period because the, the bathrooms are, are not clean. There's shit stains all over the fucking place. On the walls, the place smells like urines. Oh, gross. There's flies all over the place. and um, You're a criminal, right? You're a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they got you. Know, because if you're a criminal, we could treat you like shit. And by the way, that's what's also plastered all over the walls. You know, pee anywhere. I would like to rephrase that. I am not a criminal, but I still was treated like shit. Yeah. And deemed as a criminal. Well, so, yeah. Right. Here's the funny part. So, Officer Greenwich, uh, after he said he cleared all our paperwork and everything was legit, 
he tried to get me to come in and I was explaining to him, I just got out of serious surgery. I almost died three days ago. Yeah. Then I can't come in. He goes, no, no, we want you to come in. We want you to come in. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to come in. You have our licenses. He's like, just send someone, just be here before seven. Now, God forbid I would have went in there with these, these holes. In oh my, my God. Healing from surgery? Yeah. Central yeah like, that's how people die in custody. Yeah. Like you'll see stories of that. And it's probably because they get led into this this primrose prath where they go into central booking and they're just kept there and they have something yeah. wrong, man. Well, there's there's a guy there we go. Died recently behind bars, a cannabis activist. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Peter Thorne. No, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I he, remember seeing something about that, but I, I was not familiar with that activist. What happened, Miggy? He died behind bars. He's been incarcerated, I think, for about six months now. He's been fighting. Uh, he's one of those cats, you know, everybody in cannabis is a lawyer, and he's one of those cats. Or that Latin. Yeah, yeah, we're an activist, but no mens rea was his, his stance. It was like, I didn't mean to commit the, the uh, a violation. You know, he was just saying, as principles, just kind of like how I preach jury nullification, no mens right. rea was his thing. And uh, yeah, well, in Tennessee, I believe it was Tennessee, is where he finally got locked up for. I mean, he wasn't hiding what he was doing. He was like, look, this doesn't kill anybody. And he was, yeah. you know, there making a stance. And then he died behind bars. Yeah. This is the problem with, you know, where we're at with, like you said, if you were behind bars uh, with after your surgery, you could have passed on. I mean, this definitely could have been a thing. And the way I was treated uh, and I wasn't after surgery, I could just imagine if my brother had to go through the 33 hours of being locked up with uh, just like literally three holes in his body and uh, being uh, uh, two days out of the hospital. Yeah, uh, these officers did not care. They, yeah, just come in. You know, you, you got out of surgery, you can't walk. No problem. How about Uber? Get on uh, accessory. No problem. Just come down. Right. We just want to arrest you. Well, right. I, just wanted, I wanted to say something before about the questioning room. Uh, when I did get questioned, because we did, we were sitting down when we get in the questioning, um, the officers uh, have absolutely no clue about the hemp wars. They don't none. know none. Absolutely nothing. Um, these are the people that hold the gun, uh, uphold the law, and they they we had a conversation, and I uh, they told me they tested my uh, uh, hemp with a field test that they have a lab in the back. Now, mind you, you know us uh, CBD oil companies, we all use lab tests, uh, lab. Right. And it's not in the back of our room with a little no. bag. <laughs> yeah, we pay eighty, ninety dollars, or maybe more, one hundred and ninety, just to get you know pesticide tests. And we wait two, three days and until it gets done and we get it done. I mean, everything gets tested. So when I sat down with them, I said, well, then how did you test my uh, hemp product? And he said, we used the, the, the lab in the back. I said, what, that little baggie turns, you know, all different. It turns blue, yeah. Blue or whatever color, red or whatever it is. I told him because some, you know, different different, uh, uh, different substances turn different colors. So yeah. it could turn a, a red or whatever the story is. So I tried to explain to them that hemp does have THC. It's just below the legal level uh, allowed, and it doesn't matter how many times or how many bags or whatever you test. It's always going to test positive for THC. So, you know, the conversation is irrelevant. You have to know right. uh, levels of hemp, and it's not like me and my brother made these laws. It's not like the lawyer behind over there made the laws. We're just coming from what you know that Washington tells us. Um, and unfortunately, uh, us as citizens, we have to learn the laws and, and go about them. But the police officers don't right i know how can they enforce the law if they're they're enforcing yesterday's law they're not yeah. even staying on top of the legal changes that they're enforcing and people are getting hurt and businesses right. are getting hurt yeah. and, and, and that's that 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 level of proof 
when it comes down, and we had uh, Attorney Jeff Hall in my office uh, on the program on on Friday to discuss the new hemp updates and what's playing out in the streets. And we actually referenced your guys' case. And so it's it's continuing to happen. And in Illinois, the crime labs do not have the ability to make the distinction between uh, that that presence of THC, which is the old field tests and uh, the specific levels of THC, which is the new hemp test. And so they can't prove any cases. And so it might be exactly the same in New York. Uh, Those people that arrested you, those police officers, I mean, they don't have any probable cause. And then not only that, you can't prove that case. Because, you know, it's it, 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 to, to be able to prove it, you would need to have a test that the state doesn't have. Yep. Yep. When, when, when my brother got arrested, I called up the, the priest and to speak to the officer. Right. And I said, how are I said, what the hell happened? I said, why would you do that for? He goes, well, I tested positive for THC. I said, any CBD will test positive. Any full spectrum CBD will test positive for THC. I said, we had all the paperwork. I don't care about paperwork. I just tested positive. I said, listen, you're making a huge mistake. I said, you guys really got to educate yourself on this thing. I said, we're living in a new world. There's new laws. I said, you can't just not care about paperwork. You know, you can't be going on these these outdated tests that are coming from 1960 on the the little field test. So he's like, oh, whatever. I said, all right, whatever. I said, I didn't care about paperwork. I said, all right. I said, you're making a big mistake. And I hung up the phone. And, uh. The the Walgreens, don't, don't these guys know that they're it's in, in stores already? Like Walgreens has a CBD aisle. Uh, wasn't there any? I think there was CBD advertisement in Madison Square. So yeah, it's on TV. Yeah. So like that actually on uh, somebody quoted me online. Actually, one of my statements uh, was, um, if the, if 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 hemp was illegal, then every corner store, every gas station would you know owner would be arrested yeah. because the first thing you do is you walk in and there's big signs, CBD oil, uh, CBD oils, uh, hemp products sold here. And you have a whole line of stuff and you got uh, hemp flour, hemp roll-ups, hemp everything. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I think I was just their guinea pig. They, they, they just decided that, you know, let's see how we can entrap this guy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, how did you feel when you saw that spread? Because that was that made the rounds on the internet. You know, I should pull that up. The uh, the police pictures that they announced the bust. How did that make you feel? There you go. Thanks, Lauren. Sure. So w- w- the next day when my brother came out of jail, I, I started. Someone told me, uh, "I think your stuff is on the news." Oh shit! What I said, "What are you talking about? It's on the news." So I went to the 75th Precinct's uh, profile, their, their Facebook page, and right away I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And I, I made a comment, this is hemp, not weed. Yeah, I saw that. Right, yeah, then I, went yeah. Right to, then I went right to social media, my, my Instagram page, and I, and I posted the picture, and I, I was honest. I said, this is our shipment. Uh, it was illegally seized. Uh, we had all our paperwork. They didn't care about the paperwork. We are not criminals. My brother was falsely arrested. That's the famous saying of Green Angel CBD now. Like it's on every news article, right? Which is pretty cool. But yeah. it, it, it pissed us off. Like I, I'm, I'm running a legal business. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people with cancer, helping people with autism, helping people with severe, serious issues, and I'm being treated like a criminal. You know, my brother was falsely arrested. Like, there needs to be more education going on. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be the speokesperson for NYPD educating them on CBD. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? You're going to have to. I mean, go to trial. Uh, they'll say we don't want to go to trial. We're going to trial, so you learn your darn lesson. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, you're saying they don't know the law. They don't want to follow the law. You're a low-hanging fruit. It's like, oh, look, we have this plant. The thing is, uh, who are they? What are they preventing? Who are they protecting? You know, you're not helping nobody. Uh, even if it had THC, let's go with that. It had all kinds of THC in it. Pretend. Still, who are you saving? Because yeah, because like uh, that's something that I don't get. Because I don't do criminal. Can I bring a countersuit in criminal law? Like, if I was your lawyer, can I be like, oh, oh, that's what you say, is it? Well, this, or is it like pure uh, prosecutorial discretion? And so there's no case and like you can't counter sue the state for bringing a, a, a charge against you. That I don't know, because that's what often happens in litigation when it's just money and business. Business A uh, sues business B. Business D B goes, oh, yeah. And they sue them right back. And then everybody eventually leaves after they've paid guys like me a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and who loses in all this bullshit with you guys? being uh, prosecuted yeah. or citizens just normal regular american citizens i just uh posted in our little private chat here uh, uh that there's an article in washington in the wall street journal about how china is getting into the cbd game like they're you know i don't trust china cbd no, that's not in the market for crap yeah and, and so like when you're prosecuting good guys like you trying to do just the right thing buying american farm product right to shipping yeah. in within the states and then selling to to your local community they're just fucking americans because now somebody else is going to buy chinese fucking cbd and now oh, i'm going to grow a third tit that's bad oh my God. <laughs> yeah that's but it's bad. in the wall street journal china's go and then if you look uh, I'm, I'm sure if you went to that farm that you got the hemp from now maybe some of their drying material and, and uh, their other machines might not come from china but if you're buying like extraction material or like dryers or a lot of the uh, the equipment that's coming straight out of China. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's okay, but the we don't know what the hemp is coming from China. Exactly. The machinery is fine, but I don't want to, right. to consume something in my body. Right. From a place you that don't know what was put on it. It was grown half the world away. You know, it's not help. I'm, I'm glad that we're helping Chinese farmers. Why aren't we helping yeah. the farmers in Vermont? You know, we only use uh, the farms that we use. They're only uh, the only ones we will use is 100 uh, percent organic farms. And the only CBD oil uh, or CBD crude that we use before we formulate it will have to be full spectrum CO2 extract. We won't use anything less. And on top of that, if you do go to my website, I make sure that all my my CBD oil before it's made and after it's made, that it gets lab, third-party lab tested for nice. all chemicals, purities, uh, impurities, and everything. And if there's one thing, if I don't like one thing, I will not use that CBD oil and I will go for the next one. What's your um, website? Thatpetcure.com. So uh, uh, tell us about that pet cure. Tell us about your business. Is it really tailored toward the pets? It is. It's only tailored toward, well, it's not only, we do have uh, a couple of uh, products for people, but it's mostly tailored for pets because a lot of people are getting confused um, between uh, what they can use and what they can't use. So being that I, I, I only love my pets more than a lot of people, um, uh, I started the CBD oil because uh, one of my parrots had uh, ABV, which is avian born virus. It, it attacks the neurological uh, uh, part of the head and also the digestive system. Wow! So the vet gave me uh, Medicam and stuff like that, which was about $80 a bottle, and you only get a 10 milliliter bottle. So I started him three years ago on uh, CBD oil, and I saw that the, there was a good uh, result from it. So, so there was good results about it. Uh, I saw good results. So we start. I started that pet cure. Uh, it's dedicated just to pets, uh, dogs, cats, parrots, and I do have for people. 
Um, we are number one on Google for parrots. So if you type in parrot CBD oil, we pop up first. Um, and uh, this is a lot. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I get a lot of feedback where people have used bigger companies than mine, and they uh, they started to use mine and they saw better results. And I think they saw the results because uh, I actually you know make all the oils myself. So I, I I put my heart into it. So I know what goes into every bottle, label, box. If, uh, like I said, if I don't like anything with the CBD oil or the way it's made, it doesn't get back and it just gets thrown out and we'll start over again. Well, and animals have a, uh, endocannabinoid system too. So I'm pretty sure it helps them in some way. You know, people question like, do I give it to my pets? No one's died again from marijuana, whether it's THC or not. No one's ever died from this plant. No, um, nobody's died from the plant and there is a lot of medical benefits for the pets, uh, same thing as far as from humans, depression, separation, anxiety, uh, phobias. Um, and I've had people uh, had seizures for their dogs. Their dogs had seizures using my product and their dog don't have, it doesn't have seizures. Hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of things that people have used it with results, even skin allergies where, you know, the vets have uh, given the dogs different type of skin allergy medication, which sometimes makes it even worse. And some allergies are just inflammation. People don't realize that CBD oil helps with that. Yeah, THC and CBD are huge on the inflammatory, I'm sorry, the, the reducing inflammation. I thought that they were like, and that's one of the reasons why they think that the pain relief comes with a lot of the use of the THC and the CBD is because it reduces that inflammation like uh, Advil kind of does, but without the liver damage, you know? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, CBD oil has, uh, I think that's the number one reason people are using CBD oil is for reducing inflammation and pain, joint problems with, with dogs and themselves and so on and so forth. Do you um, think that uh, the reason why you have a higher quality product is because you really focus on its quality and you, you control it from the seed all the way to the extraction? I, uh, I have a high quality because uh, we, we search for the best farms out there. Um, there's millions of farms out there. We don't extract it ourselves. Um, we get our oil extracted from the farms that, that we buy it from. But we make sure, like I said before, that they're uh, uh, FDA approved if they can be 100% organic and they only use that uh, CO2 extraction in full spectrum. Uh, that's that's the reason why I think my CBD oil is a little better than other people. Not to mention I pack it myself. Like I said, I, I, I put everything together myself. So I do know what goes into every bottle. There's no machines doing this for me. Well, I like that you're pen oriented and that your brother himself has. So you're a year uh, old company and your brother's been doing this for six years. And I like that he's he focused on like the holistic approach. I mean, in the end, why can't I just try a plant first for me, my pet, uh, uh, even my kids? I, I, I've tried tinctures with my kids because they have anxiety, uh, typical teenager shit. Um, yep. And I walk through them. I'm like, look. We're not going to take this to school. We're just going to um, let's try and see how this feels and how it makes you feel. I mean, mental health is a thing. This uh, I, I think part of the problem with prohibition is people can't wrap their heads around the fact that this plant is good for your bones. It's good for your mind. It's good for your nervous system. I mean, the endocannabinoid system is invested in all this. And yeah, and, and people used to risk there and they still risk with uh, your arrest. They still risk their freedom by trying to access this medicine and then trying to access it in its purest form. And even it's non, non psychoactive. Well, they're the difference in the nuance between psychoactive and, and, you know, intoxicating. And I'm hesitant to use the term intoxicating with cannabis because it's not toxic. It does make you feel different. It makes you feel good. You know, maybe inebriating is, uh, is a better usage. Yeah. You know? I like um, to get balanced. 
What's that? Oh, I say I like to say I get balanced. You know, I feel balanced. Yes, yes you do. Um, it's definitely it's. De- I, I I think personally, uh, this plant um, this plant has been uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they they have set uh, in people's mind that this plant is bad. Yeah. Uh, throughout the years, you know, they've been they've been attacking this plant for no reason. Yeah, smear campaign, yellow journalism, just straight up lies yeah. and propaganda. Well, well, here, like I like, let's go back into the questioning room when I was inside there. Um, mm-hmm. That detective, that plainclothes detective, who stupidly I forgot his name, but I'll remember it. Um, the only thing that coming out of his mouth was narcotics, narcotics, narcotics. Oh, must have been Detective Durr. <laughs> <laughs> something like that um but again you know like so uh, like i explained to you when somebody when when people are pounding these words into their brains the political messages saying narcotics uh, say no to drugs and right. you know they put a leaf that's a drug um but hey isn't opiates a drug doesn't it come from a, a leaf also uh, i believe well, it's medicine it's medicine you know like if they if their, their nomenclature is all screwed up Right. So, I mean, there's plenty of other things that come from plants and uh, I, I, it's legal. So, well, I mean, people like your, your officer, Durr, I mean, these like, do you go outside at night? I mean, where do you live, Bucker? Like pretty much do you not see the real issues outside? Like I can go to any city in this country and find anything I want. Like, why is that a thing? You yeah. know, but yet we're going to chase you guys first off for the legitimate shipment. Like what dumbass criminal would ship 106 pounds of fucking pure thc yeah ups i'm sorry via fedex from a farm and then they go like well let's look into this farm guys guys there's this farm over in vermont we got to call the fbi on this one it's interstate you know like and they're like oh it's they're literally a hemp farm they're and i'm assuming that they're probably registered with the state and so it it makes no sense yes there there was a uh in the boxes there are actually uh letters from the the department of agriculture food and market with their registration number so i don't know if we spoke about this but you guys do realize that at one on november 2nd on 143 p.m or 142 p.m the officer arresting officer got emails from the farm and my brother with all those paperwork my brother's uh uh license the invoice and the, the department of agriculture and the letter stating where to call the people um they totally ignored that uh, at 3 30 i arrived to the to the police department around four o'clock i was cuffed so something it's no want to do how did job. they have probable cause to arrest you after getting that you know like that's the th- oh because the the field the field test that they have that turns blue and only detects for mere presence and so they didn't even google what hemp was at all and go like hang on a second there officer durr it can actually have thc in it you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm not convinced that that's the that's the way i'm convinced like i said that this was premeditated they had this all on the roll, this was this this ball was rolling way before I got into the precinct. Oh yeah, my arrest, my arrest. They already had my arrest. They, I, I'm assuming they already pictured how this was all going to work before I even got in there. Because if they received papers at 1:43 stating, you know, all these packages after somebody threw out my my papers out of the boxes, then they still arrested me. So if you think about it. There wasn't. They, they didn't care that we were doing a legal business. They didn't care that they got all the legal papers. They just went from, "We're going to arrest this guy," and that's it. That's that was the whole thing. And let's not forget, after three three hours of just being treated like shit, that 
you were released on your own reconnaissance. Oh, I, I didn't even stay more than three minutes with the judge. Uh, she looked at me and the, 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 I don't know what, you know, the lawyer did, you know, you guys talk really fast and have different terms in court. So <laughs> pretty much I sat there and he goes, um, okay, go home, come back tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning. You're going to be here? I said, yeah, I'm going to be here for sure. And that was it. The cuffs came off. And um, that was another, uh, uh, I'll be honest with you, that was another uh, experience coming out of Central Booker and out of 33 hours. So you're pale as fuck. Um, your breath stinks. Uh, your body stinks. Uh, you're, you're clammy. You're disgusting. I walked into, um, there was actually a, a diner over there. I walked in. I tried to ask a couple of people to use the phone. They didn't allow me. I asked the diner to use the phone. They didn't allow me. But then there was a very nice uh, a waitress that was there. She allowed me to use her phone. I called my brother. I called a, a I couldn't call a, a, a cab because it's not my phone. Yeah. So then I ran outside for a cab. Now, mind you, I'm chattering. I'm freezing. I stink. And uh, the first cab, he stopped and he didn't like the way I looked. So he just drove away. The second guy, I ran down the next block. The second guy stopped. And he was also, he stopped. He looked at me. And he said, where do you got to go? Because people know you're getting out of central booking in that area. Oh, and to, to, you know, nine o'clock at night, they don't want to take anybody that's coming out of jail. They don't know anything. Listen, I understand them. I told the guy, I said, please, I, wherever you got to take me. I said, I got to get to the 7th precinct. I said, here's how much? He said, 25. I said, here's $40 up front. Please just take me over there. I'm not a bad guy. I just need to get my stuff. And then he was like, okay, no problem. Got into the car. And we started to speak, and I, you know, I explained to him the situation, and the guy was just a sweetheart. And you know, we spoke for like five minutes, three minutes, and then I just put my head on the window, and that was it. I just passed out, and I woke up like three minutes later, and I apologized to him. He says, "No, sir." He goes, "Just rest up. I'll take you to where you got to go." And I just put my head down, and that was the most comfortable chair I ever was on, and the most comfortable uh, window I ever put my head on. And you know, thank God I went there. I got my phone. I got my stuff, and I had uh, a fillet of fish, and that was the best meal. <laughs> the fact that you you were such a deadly criminal that they just let you go on your own accord. I mean, this is some bullshit overall. That yes. the judge sees the bullshit, but yet your product is still the arresting. She didn't actually know anything about it, and the next day when I got there, I, the statement did say that I was, you know, that it was him, but they didn't have any of the paperwork that was that was uh, uh, given to the officers. So they kind of left that out with the DA. Uh, you know, when I got the next day, I emailed my lawyer, my uh, uh, legal aid guy, because I, I didn't have anybody at the moment. And uh, I gave it to him when I got to court. He told me, okay, what are we doing? I said, sir, not guilty, no step program. I'm not pissing into any cup. I said, here are the papers that were not presented to the judge. Please present them and let them know. Because they wanted me to do a step program. And yeah. I, you know, in the beginning, I was like, what's a step program? And they're like, well, you got to take into it. Like take a drug test and then they'll bring you into task. You'll take them. I'm not taking no fucking task program. Yeah. It's for illegal shipment. Uh, this stuff is legal. Uh, you, you should put the cops in jail, not me. Right. Like, nay. Oh my God. Um, yep. Yeah, and that was the ordeal. So today, uh, you know, we're here today. We're trying to get our, you know, uh, I didn't really think that this would get so blown out of proportion uh, that, uh, you know, the whole world would know about it. Um, I've been reading some of the comments on, you know, some of the pages and, uh, you know, they got, I'm, I'm surprised what the, what, what the country has done to them. They, they pretty much weaned them there. The, some of the, some of the comments, one guy said, congratulations, you found the plant. Another guy said, um, I just bought a whole bunch of parsley. Am I, am, am, am I going to be scared to walk to my house or whatnot? And I mean, they, they they did it to themselves. It's, it's yeah. sad. 
Well, as a reminder, they took that those pictures while you were locked up. Well, you know, they're bragging about it while they're treating you like shit. Yes, uh, on top of all the low blows, then they took this picture and they really low blowed me. Um, and that's another thing. Like I said, I got onto their, I got onto their site, uh, onto their web page, um, sorry, Facebook page, and I did post what happened. And uh, you know, after me and my brother, we took onto social media and showed everybody the evidence. It was just, it just went like a wildfire. I mean, all the way to Japan, uh, Yeshiva nice. Voice had it. Uh, you guys, I mean, it's just mm -hmm. going all over the place. Yeah, I saw you on the Reef Revolution the other day too. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm glad that you guys you're okay right now. But I, yeah. I mean, where's your hemp? Where's your property? Uh, I'm okay physically, uh, yeah. mentally, not 100. Um, like I said, I haven't been really sleeping very well. Um, you know, all these uh, stuff like this is not what I want to be in the limelight for. I keep right. telling everybody I'm in the pet industry. I like to I, my hashtag. If you hashtag pets feel better, I'm gonna come up all over the place. Nice. That's what I do for a living. Uh, I would have loved to be on the news, um, you know, uh, saving a dog from a fire in a building. Uh, this man saved uh, 10 cats or this man saved this. That's what I would love to be in the news. I wouldn't be sweating like, I'm. you know, you see me sweating now. And even though it's something, it's I'm still in the limelight. I'm still scared. I still don't know what the future holds for me. I still yeah. have charges on me. Um, Nobody's came up, nobody come up onto the internet, the, the NYPD or FedEx. There's no comments. There's nothing but I, uh, but this is an ongoing investigation and we can't comment. So, man, come on, guys, you know, let's get with it. We're, you know, you're, you're playing with an innocent man's life. You're destroying my brother's business. I'm a startup business. I, I lost all my money into this business. I, I mean, I put all my money into this business and they're just hurting. Um, Let's forget you got like PTSD now from just dealing with law enforcement. I imagine, man. Yeah, and what's the fucking lock you up? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then how much? It was 106 pounds. So, like, what was the value of the shipment? Uh, the value of the shipment uh, paid for, I believe, for my brother was uh, 17,000. And I believe my brother had everything sold. So he lost. Uh, <clears throat> so he would have got back at least 30,000 or something on it. Yeah. Um, I, I would have made a couple of dollars for helping him out because, you know, obviously he was in, he was, uh, uh re was going to recover and he never got that chance to recover. Uh, we can't take our time back. We can't turn the hands of time. He can't go back to being recovered. I can't go back to having my normal, uh, Ronan Levy life, getting up in the morning and just walking the dog, uh, you know, hoping I have a couple of, uh, uh, CBD oil, uh, orders and, you know, bringing them out. I also do repairs, uh, you know, I, I repair uh, um, different type of uh, piping toilets and stuff like that, uh, you know, uh, jobbing and whatnot. And that's been hurting my bit that my other little business as well, because I can't get to people that need my my assistance to fixing stuff because I got to take care of right. this. This is more important. Uh, I need my freedom back. I need uh, yeah. these, these charges dropped. And, and, and if you actually think about it, I know the lawyers sitting right there, um, even if they drop the charges, it's still on my case, even if it's closed, um, because everybody could still see a closed case. So it's not really dropped or closed. It's just in the shadows over there. So, you know, I just want this done with. And hopefully one day we could get back to being who we were and what we do for, you know, helping people and helping pets get, feel better, basically. Yeah, like right right now, right away, the fix would be to release your product and drop charges. That, that I mean they've already taken 33 hours away from you and the time in between the product because the more that product sits the less it becomes anything that's correct 
I don't know. If I was you, I'd be looking for a plaintiff's counsel to sue the, the NYPD and FedEx and try to squeeze money out of them. But uh, that's me. I, I first need to clear my name. Of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. take care well, of your, yourself first. I, I think that, and I don't know if it, I mean, I have to explore the lawsuit. I don't do that type of law. You know, I, I'm kind of glad that I'm mostly out of litigation now and I'm just in the corporate side of things. Yeah, we'll but, know more about November 19th when the courts, are the, when, when I go to court, um, mm-hmm. we're also, I believe there's going to be a lot of news, news reporters over there reporting this. So it's going to be a big thing. Uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to jump a little more, uh, after the court date, when things happen or things don't happen, uh, a lot of people are rooting. A lot of people are going to be watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just the media, but I imagine you're going to have a lot of people show for court support as well. Where, where Where's the trial going to be at? Uh, the trial is in uh, downtown. If you give me one second, I could read it. I believe it's in uh, Jerome or Jerolamon Street. Uh, let me just look at I took a picture. I just can't believe they're going to try to go to trial. How are they going to prove it? Well, you know? well, right now, we don't know what they're going to do. Um, well, it, aren't most cases played out anyway, so they're hoping for a plea deal no matter what. But so being that this case is bullshit. Yeah, how do they prove his case? I mean, they can't prove it's it's cannabis. I mean, they can't prove it's 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 marijuana. Yeah. Uh, we we don't know what they're going to prove. Uh, they, they haven't came. They haven't come back with any. It's, it's it's beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you have all the COAs, and you have exactly. all the communications from the licensed farms. It Go just I, I, I if I was a juror, I'd be like, you wasted my time and paid me five dollars yeah. an hour for this. You know, well, we're going to hope that on November nineteenth, because my lawyer is talking to a lot of uh, a lot of people, and the courts are getting some phone calls from people as well to help me out with this uh, situation. So we're going to hope that it doesn't even get to trial that November 19th, he gets the grab the, whatever it is and say, uh, dismiss. So, you call it the hammer. No, the hammer. that's not it. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing's an embarrassment on NYPD after they keep, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, especially considering like they had all that that press about how they were going to stop, you know, prosecute and then decriminalize cannabis. And then, but we're still going to arrest you and throw the book at you for hemp. You know, Oh, well, there's a, uh, um, actually I posted on my Facebook page. Uh, what is it? Let me see from, they actually, uh, I don't know if it was because of me or what the story is or, but it doesn't seem like it's getting any better here. Let me just get this on, uh, on my, uh, what does it say? Uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, where is it? Oh, uh, Michael Bloomberg legalized weed is perhaps the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. That moly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You're a fucking idiot, dude. But what do you mean? It's the stupidest thing ever. Why is it stupid? You know, so, to, so here we yeah. are still dealing with stuff. Even after the city has wasted tons of money on a legal shipment, now right. they want, it's, it's something stupid. So they're not. No, looking- I mean, I think that New York absolutely needs to legalize adult use cannabis and regulate it just the same way that Illinois did, because this is ridiculous. I mean, well, it, it is legal. We we do have dispensaries here, so um, they just don't sell flowers. They only sell um, uh, edibles, uh, uh, vapes, and uh, so they just want the black market to continue. It's like, hey, you know that stuff that people like, you know, marijuana. Yeah, you can't get that, but we'll give you vapes, edibles, cookies. You know, it, yeah, they got they got THC pills and uh, and all stuff like that. Uh, tinctures, oil. They just want the black market to continue then, because yeah. people want to smoke. 
cigarette or not cigarette. They just want to smoke joints. They want to smoke pot. People listen. <laughs> this is what the people want. Um, people are smoking cigarettes. I just read. Uh, I also I just read how many people die from cigarettes. Four hundred and eighty. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, people yeah. die a year from cigarettes. Bloomberg, uh, what's what's the argument to say it's the stupidest thing ever? Like, like, what is your your justification? Give me the the what happened? What 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 happened that made it the stupidest thing ever? Because you know what, if it was legal, we probably have saved lives with vaping. All the uh, shit that's been happening. Yeah, uh, uh, the stupidest thing ever. I don't know because they're older type of people. We 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 need we need different type of people running. Uh, uh, that are okay with uh, with the legalizing uh, marijuana or hemp and everything to 100. Yeah, we need to brainwash uh, the the old folks' homes. We need right. to we need to go into the old folks' homes and start getting them to sing songs about why cannabis is amazing and great and that they love it. And then and that's because that's like the only demographic that's really in the way is people like over 65 are the only ones. I think they actually the 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 people in the old age homes. I think they're actually smoking pipe. I mean, they got they should. Better. They should. They got. They got yeah. the arthritis. They yeah. got the glaucoma. They got the, uh, the the anxiety and all that stuff and the yeah. pain. And that yeah. might be something you guys in, at Green Angel and the, the pet here might want to do here in Washington. We have dispensaries and pot shops that go to old folks' homes and, and educate them on it. It's kind of cool. Like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, that you gotta reach out. Yeah. Well, we're trying. Well, we're reaching out right now. I mean, yeah. There you go. But we I mean, to your common voter, though, you yeah. know what I mean. You you can't get this type you can't get this type of education uh, uh, you know be you know planted on the on the internet like this we're we're hoping that uh, that you know that this false arrest and all this is going on we're hoping that it educates people we're hoping that the you know NYPD and the and the state they they stop with all this uh, wasting money wasting resources yeah um, and it I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think we have a, a good opportunity. You guys have a great opportunity to educate a lot of people on on this particular issue. And I just thought it was very shocking, the timing of the because the USDA released some brand new regs like a couple days before you were arrested, like, you know, that same week. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Are they really going to start like orchestrating some type of crackdown on everything now and, and try to put this uh, genie back in the bottle? Well, that's that's what I think is going to. Sorry, I had to go help my mom, but that that's what I think is going to happen. I, I I think they're going to put a lot of people out of business with this stuff, right? They're they're going to they're put a lot of people like us, working class people that want to help people recover from any kind of pharmaceutical drugs, and they're just trying to shut us down. It's like, all right, we'll give you this, but then we'll make you feel happy, then we'll take it away from you once yeah. you guys are too happy. Yeah. Because no, we want them to go to our approved businesses, and you guys aren't approved. You know, these people yeah. paid us off. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, I, I'm afraid they're going to shut down my company because of this. I, I lost tons of money. Yeah, I imagine. The money I, I lost from this is is, is will, will, will someone commit suicide over. Thank God I'm not not that suicidal, but that kind of money. You Don't lose. you go yeah. down on us, man. We no, need no, to yeah, educate yeah. these people. But no, it's tragic. Money comes, money goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I'll make the money back eventually, yeah. but it'll take me a very long time. Like, this is yeah. going to shut me down. And just thank God that you didn't go pick it up, man, because. Yeah. That Fuck. might that might have killed you because I mean like it sounded like central booking is disgusting, and then if you just had a surgery and you have like open wounds, I don't want to be near that. You get infection. Listen, you got people in central booking that are coming in with all kinds of diseases. You got homeless guys that are getting locked up purposely just to have a nice, nice hot room in their life. Yeah, yeah, but he was just complaining about how cold it was. Well, it's, it's, I bet well, you it's coming from the streets to, to today. Yeah, it's, warm. Anything, yeah. it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, this is outrageous, though. The whole situation. Yeah. To you. See, I was at my brother Joseph Joseph's house when this whole thing was happening. I was trying to recover after my surgery. Like I couldn't move at all. You know, I, I, my brother was helping me out, and I had another brother. Like I'm very lucky I didn't go. Extremely yeah. lucky I didn't go. Uh, well, on that note, I think we're about to wrap it up here, huh, Lauren? Yeah, Ronan and uh, Oren, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Uh, where can we follow you guys and support you guys? Sure. So you can actually, I own Green Angel CBD. My website's greenangeloil.com. You can actually follow us on Instagram, just Green Angel CBD. Uh, and then on my Facebook, you can just put Green Angel CBD NYC. We'll pop up. I, oh, I really appreciate you guys' help. You know, I'm, I'm really, we, we like, we love the support we're getting. We're, we're overwhelmed with all the support we're getting from everybody. You know, our phone hasn't stopped ringing. I, I seen articles in Japan about us, and I'm like, holy nice. And in Barcelona and Israel, and I'm like, wow, these people really, really want to help us, you know. And, and I believe, listen, there needs to be a lot more education with law enforcement, right? Law enforcement has no idea what they're doing now with CBD, right? It's brand new, right? It's a brand, it's a brand new industry, and there needs to be somebody going into the precincts or going into wherever the academy to start training them on it right now. Right. For sure. And then Ronan, just petcure.com, or can you confirm? Well, my, my website is thatpetcure.com, and for Instagram and for Facebook, it's going to be that pet cure CBD uh, on both of them. Uh, you can find us on there. But I have a, web, a, a Facebook page and my Instagram page. Great. Awesome. And Tom, uh, can you remind our viewers about this Sunday show? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you can always find me at that uh, domain that's right there. This Sunday, uh, tune in for the Silver Tuna Tour. He's going to stop by, and we're going to discuss uh, Robert Platshorn. He He's a POW. Uh, you, you served 33 hours, uh, in central booking. He served like 20, some 27 years. I want to say it may, it may have been 30. Federal. I think he was like the longest federal serving cannabis prisoner. Well, actually uh, that record got broken by Ontario Bascaro, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those unfortunate, like it shouldn't be a fucking record period. It, well, I mean, it's gotta <laughs> be, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah. So make sure you guys tune in on Sunday as always like, and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you later. Bro. Thank you guys. Yes.